And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams here with Ford Taylor. Good morning, Ford. Good morning, PW. Good to see you again. Hey, you think folks know when we record these? Because I always say good morning because it's early. Uh, I think they probably have picked up on that by the fact that we say good morning every time. And they're probably listening like at midnight, trying to put themselves to sleep. But either way, you know, it's, yeah, we're pretty much recording the mornings. Yeah, big shout out to our friends here at uh, iHeartMedia. We are recording from the iHeartMedia studios here in Dayton, Ohio. Jamie and Dave, appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. No question. I mean, just fun to walk in. The whole environment, the, the way we're treated what they do for people, for their listening audience, for each other. What a great environment to be in. Yeah, good stuff. Ford, we talk a lot about when transformation happens inside a company, not everybody's on board with it. Some people rebel. Some people say, there's no way I'm doing that. Discipline has to take place. And one of the really unheralded tools in the transformational leadership tool belt, in my opinion, is the discipline model. Yeah, it's interesting, PW. The reason I think discipline is difficult for a lot of people is they mix up the word discipline with the word punishment, and they are not the same. And so if you look at the way we teach it, we use the definition of discipline that goes like this. It's training to elicit a certain pattern or behavior. So discipline is training. Uh, it actually comes from the same root word as discipleship. And so it's not about punishment. See, because punishment is about me. It's about the punisher. Discipline is about you. It's about the person that's getting trained to be able to either behave, perform uh, in a better way than they were before the training took place. So discipline's all about training. Ford, we respect our HR directors and managers and VPs. I mean, at a level, it's hard for us to describe how important they are. In the companies that you've ran, that you've managed, that you've operated, talk a little bit about the change once this model was implemented. It's not that HR's job is any easier, but this, this way of doing it really helps HR. Well, it helps HR because one of the hardest things to do uh, as a boss is to fire someone. I mean, most people toss and turn making that decision. They toss and turn at night after they've done it. Uh, They feel guilty over it. And so this model takes all that off the plate. Why? Because it puts the decision into the hands of the person that's being disciplined or the person that's being trained. They get to make the decision of whether they keep working there or not. Now, all the pressure is off of HR, it's off of the boss, and it's on to the employee. So before we get into the the specifics of the discipline model, Ford, if I said to you, people are hired for skill and fired for behavior, what do you think when you hear that statement? Well, I I think a lot of people uh, in companies, they, if their culture is not what I would call a good culture, they're really focused on the transactions in the company. They're focused on the bottom line. And when they do that, they may forget about the people. And when they start realizing that the people are who makes the company profitable, and they start focusing on the people, uh, the opposite happens of what they may think. The profits actually go up because the people work harder. And so it is true that a lot of people are hired 
based on their ability to perform, and they're fired based on their ability to misbehave. And so even when we work with companies, we're not going to talk about this now, but we actually help them write interview questions to find out both. Uh, are, do the employees fit within the value system of this company? And can they also do the job? And so one of the keys to not firing or not having a discipline is, is in the hiring process itself. And today is really about the discipline model. But if you hire people the right way, you very seldom even have to use even this model. So let's jump in. Um, and again, TL, easy. Like this is not complicated. <laughs> this is really easy. Step one, uh, the off-the-record meeting. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people listening uh, may be around the world, but in America, uh, there's laws of what you have to go through to either keep or dismiss someone from your, com- from your company. And most of the countries we've been to, it's about the same. Uh, some countries have one more step, but, but most of them say this works, and they can add that step if they need to. But this off-the-record meeting could be, we're going to go have lunch together. It could be at the water fountain. But it's really just me checking on you with some questions to be sure that you do understand that either you're misbehaving or not performing. So it's a, it's a verbal meeting. Uh, we might actually write it down. I, I, I actually call this a success plan. In other words, I want to do something to be sure that you know what success looks like and that we're clear that you understand here's the role, here's what success looks like, and here's what correction looks like if you're not successful. And so for me, if I do document it, I'm not documenting it as discipline. I'm documenting it as a success plan. But it's not going in their file as a part of the discipline model. If they can't be successful through that either verbal meeting off the record or what we write down as a success plan, if they aren't successful with that, we then move into what I call the official disciplinary procedure. So staying on the off the record meeting or the success plan meeting, it doesn't have to be work related or performance related. It could be performance or a relational issue that the individual is having at work or in the workplace. hundred percent because, you know, we teach the highest performing companies, the highest performing families, the highest performing classrooms, the uh, highest performing department within a company. It takes two things. It takes healthy relationships and high individual performance. And so we're going to measure people in both relationally and transactionally or performance. And when those two both are good, uh, it's amazing what happens to productivity. Ford, heaven forbid that uh, if the first off-the-record meeting does not get the point across, uh, there would be a second meeting. And the second meeting, uh, just in the discipline model, is called the first recorded meeting. Right. So in this meeting, we're actually going to write down what takes place in the meeting. But if you'll notice, it's a little different than what a lot of people use for punishment or discipline because it's done with questions. In other words, I'm going to ask questions to that employee or that child to ask them to be sure that they understand in the end that either their performance or the behavior is not acceptable. So I may ask them a specific question around their behavior. It could be, what are you doing? You know, uh, what are you doing in this kind of behavior? Or or do you think that behavior is okay? So I'm going to ask very pointed questions to get them to admit that this behavior is not okay. Or I'm late to work. You know, have you been at work on time? 
do you know what time you're supposed to be at work? And, and, and so I'm going to keep repeating the same question until they answer it. So I'm going to write those questions down before I go into the meeting. I'm going to keep asking that same question because they're going to take us down rabbit trails. That's what people that be in discipline, that's what they do. And so I'm going to ask those questions until they answer it. Yes, I know I'm supposed to be at work at 8 o'clock. Or, yes, I realize that I'm mistreating my employees or I'm having anger or whatever it is. And then once they answer those questions and they've taken responsibility, I'm then going to ask them the question, how long is it going to take you to get this fixed? And then we're going to write it down. Whatever we agree on, 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, we're going to write down that we agreed that this is going to change. And then we're going to set up a meeting on the spot to get back together in that time frame, either 30 or 60 days. And I may do some check-ins in between. Hey, just let you know, our meeting in 30 days isn't going to go well. You're still being late to work. Just want to let you know in advance so you don't get surprised when you come in. But there's no really official thing going on in that period of time. It's just me being sure that they truly understand we're going to walk this out. Uh, And then we come back. And so that first meeting gets documented, it gets signed, and it goes into the, the file. Now, if it's a child, obviously we don't have an employee file and we don't necessarily document it, but it's still the same process. But PW, here's the key to this model. You ready? Is that when you go in to have this meeting, use the Waddle model, the, the Waddle meeting model, the W, welcome and affirmation. So affirm those people that you're about to meet. Uh, be sure and ask questions. Tell your story. In other words, anytime I do discipline, I tell a story of where I have failed in the past. I mean, that's the first thing I do. Why? Because it breaks the walls down. It lets them know we're only here because I care about you. I'm here because it's important to me that you are successful here if you choose to be. But if you choose not to be, that's okay. And so by doing the affirmation and telling my story, guess what? The walls come tumbling down. The stress in the room goes away because now they know that we're here because I care. Now, when I do that, they don't go down near as many rabbit trails. They answer the questions because I've told them through my story that you're more important to me. I don't mind you knowing that I failed too. Now, you say rabbit trails. I say excuses. Mm-hmm. And because you're kinder and gentler than I am, mm-hmm. um, share a story for because I know that during this second meeting, there's been some heart-wrenching things that some employees have shared with you. Can you mm-hmm. share a story where you're trying to get real with someone and say, hey, I care about you, but you've been late every day this month, and mm-hmm. we're going to have to let you go, or, or something like that? Well, number one, I would never approach it that way, yeah. as you know, by, yeah. based on this model. But let's use an example of someone being late, okay? So you go in, and, and you do the affirmation, and you tell them how much you appreciate them being there, uh, one case, the guy was taking care of his mom, okay, and that was causing him to be late. So my affirmation was, what a great son you are by taking care of your mom and, and making her a priority, okay? And then I'm, I share a story of where I failed. And then I ask the question, do you understand how important it is that you're on time? Well, he may say, well, you know, I'm having to take the bus and the bus can't get here on time and my mom's sick, and blah, 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 that's a rabbit trail. You call it an excuse. When they finish, I'll say, do you understand how important it is that you're here on time? Well, I just told you, blah, 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 and here they go again. Well, do you understand how important it is 
that you're here on time. Okay. Now I've already affirmed them for taking care of their mom and making them a priority. And then they finally say, because they, they run out of rabbit trails, they run out of excuses. Yes, I do understand. Great. So do you understand that our start time is nine o'clock? Well, now the rabbit trails are much shorter because they know what I'm going to ask that same question. They answered. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's do this. Is there a way that we can work together? Your car's broken down. You have to take the bus and you need to take care of your mom. What is it that I can do? See, there's, this is the question that matters. What do you need that I might be able to help with? Okay. To get you to where you can be on time at work. And all of a sudden they really know I care. It could be as simple as helping them get their car fixed. Well, when you do things like that, guess what happens? They become a committed staff member, a committed employee. The word gets out that you as the leader cared more about them, and now they're at work on time. And now, that, you ready? Because you loved them, you had influence. And guess what? Now they're influencing others, telling the story about the boss that didn't fire them for being late, affirmed them for taking care of their mother, and worked out a way that they could take care of their mother and get to work on time. And, and, and some people would say that costs too much. It, it's amazing how little that costs when you apply the time, when you apply the, the results of what that employee will do over time. And so there's a, there's a story of how the man's doing the right thing, taking care of his mother, but he can't drive his car because it's broken and he's having to take the bus and the bus can't get him there on time. The, the route doesn't run. So there's an example of how that next question is, what can I do to help? That's good stuff. So in the first recorded meeting, there are um, five steps. And I can imagine right now people trying to take notes for why we have our listeners' attention, because this is a very important subject, especially in the times we're in now. Um, What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you or find out more about the discipline model? Well, you know, we, we do it a number of ways. We try to do live events, and right now we don't have as many of those. We do have one coming up and for the first time in months now. Uh, but, you know, another way to get this model is through the book. You know, we have a book called Relational Leadership. Yeah, you didn't misunderstand. It's not relational. It's relational leadership uh, when relationships and transactions collide. And this model is in the book. Uh, we also have something called TL On Demand. And so this model is on an interactive uh, video training platform. So people can still get this one of those two ways because it's very difficult to get this the first time. It sounds a little convoluted when you just talk about it because in the book or the training, it shows that you would ask a series of questions. The dilemma is you don't know if that's going to take one, two, three, or four questions. You just don't know how many questions that's going to take. So we recommend writing down three before you go in. So you know that you're going to get to them admitting that they're not performing or they're not behaving. And then that next question is, is there anything I can do to help? Have we trained you right? Do you understand that you have to be on time? Do you have the training to do an Excel spreadsheet? Sometimes we find out as the boss, this is our problem. You know, we've told them we'll give them training that we've never actually given them. When you do that, rip that thing up. Right. Rip up that discipline model. Do the six-step apology and, and move on because that, was, that one's on me. Uh, and so it is a little bit hard to get on a podcast like this, but if we can give people just the general outline and they want to go deeper, that that's one way to do it. They can go to our website, transformlead.com, or they can go to fordtaylortalks.com 
and, and have access to these things in either place. The podcast and the lots of articles on Ford Taylor Talks, uh, but access to TL on Demand or the book in either one of those websites. Good stuff. We are here with Ford Taylor, appropriately the man with the plan, the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. Ford, we're talking about the discipline model, uh, how to really make your life easier as a leader. <laughs> you want to make your life easier as a leader? You want to make your HR department's life easier? Your uh, department heads? Put this model in place. Yeah. So going back through the discipline model, the off-the-record meeting, the first recorded meeting, and then, Ford, you've shared with me rarely if the first two pieces of the discipline model are done correctly, it rarely gets to the third step. But let's say... We have to get to the third step, and the third step is the second recorded meeting. Yeah, and you're right, PW. When people understand in this culture that we're talking about that this is the model, you know, we have clients who actually put this model in their uh, workbook. In other words, when people sign in to work there, their policy manual, this is in there. This is how we do discipline. Well, if they know that, guess what? Typically, after the first meeting, the employee is going to decide whether I want to make this change or not. And if they decide they don't want to make it, guess what? They leave. If they decide they do want to make it, then they're going to work hard on it. But if by some chance you get to that first official meeting, you've had the non-official, non-recorded, first recorded, and you say, let's get back together in 30 days, and they've not done what they're supposed to, here's the easy part. Your questions are already written down. Okay? You've already asked them. You just go back in and ask the same questions. Uh, you don't have to worry as much about the rabbit trails because they already know you're not right. going to let them go down it. But this time, that next question is a little bit different. Instead of saying, do you have what you need? The question is, didn't we agree 30 days ago that in the next 22 work days, you would be on time 21 times? Didn't we agree to that? Now, you know, they can't, they have to say yes, because you signed it, you documented it. It's in their file. You're holding it up. So they're going to say yes. All right, well, let's agree again. How long is it going to take you? Now, the reason we do this one, guess what? We're now obeying the law of the government because we've given them two official written notices. So let's agree again, next 30 days, 22 work days, be on work on time 21 times. And now on this one, instead of saying there's going to be another meeting, we're letting them know, hey, this is completely your choice. Okay, I've done all I can to help you. Bought you an alarm clock helped you fix your car. Uh, now, again, normally when you do that, you never get to this meeting. But we've done all we know to do. So let's, let's just be clear that we're in agreement that if you can't do this, you're telling me, you're making the decision, this is not the place to work for you. And I want you to know I'm going to support that. I'm going to support your decision. And so if you're on time, 21 times, and again, this works across the board in any performance relationship, I'm going to support you with your decision uh, and, and allow you to leave our company. And so this is your decision. Only I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. You know, it, you hope it never gets to this. That's right. But there's people that, that everyone can be helped. Everyone can be changed. Everyone can transform. But there's some that have a much harder time. Well, and it's, you know, our little model, inner core core lean inners and lean outers when you get a lean outer if you can't move them from that lean out stage into the lean inner and then the core 
and they want to stay a lean outer, they're going to test you. They're going to find out, will you really do, pull this trigger? That's what lean outers do. That's what they do. And I got news for you. When you pull this trigger a couple of times with a lean outer, and their next meeting is in the HR department or with their boss, helping them pack their boxes to go find a job someplace else, you only have to do that once or twice. And I got news for you. Everybody finds out about it. And often, that biggest lean outer is your highest performer. And a lot of people struggle with dealing with relational issues, you know, misbehavior, because it's the highest transactional performer. But I can tell you, PW, 100% of the time, so far, and I, and, I, and I tell companies, please give me a case that this didn't happen. Because I think I would have more credibility if I said to an audience, you know, 90% of the time, this is what happens. But I'm telling you 100% of the time that we've worked with companies who have removed one of their highest performers because they couldn't get the, the, the behavior right. 100% of the time, the overall performance in the company has gone up. And there's two reasons. Number one, they trust the leader more now to know they're going to take care of their people. So trust goes up. Uh, and number two, those people that might be on that edge of lean in or lean outer, they know, wow, if Ford will deal with PW, they'll certainly deal with me. Sure. And so for those two reasons, the overall performance actually has gone up 100% of the time. So in the second recorded meeting, uh, these questions are already written down, but number six, which is the final question, I just want to make sure that we, that we maybe emphasize this point. Uh, basically, you're asking the employee the question, kind of rephrasing what you said. What will be the consequence of you not doing what you're supposed to do in the agreed-upon time frame? Yeah, and so we're going to agree on that, and I'm telling you, I've already had a success plan. I've had meeting number one, discipline meeting one, and now discipline meeting two. So I've met with them three times. And so the consequence is going to be, let's agree on it right now. Let's just agree in advance that you're telling me you don't want to be here if you can't do this. So let's agree on it. That's the consequence. And now it's your choice. And, and I'll even say, and I, I've just so seldom had to do this, but uh, I'll even say, and I'm not going to lose sleep, uh, I can't help it if you can't support your family. It's not up to me to deal with your spouse. This is your choice. If you want to be here, this is the simplicity of what it takes. If you don't want to be here, I have to be okay with it. But this is your choice. This was not on me. This is on you. And I don't have a problem saying that to them. And you'd be amazed how many people turn the corner. Someone asked me about this model, and I know I probably described it wrong, but I said, people kind of fire themselves. Like, they, they kind of do this to themselves. Like, we're giving them a clean on-ramp to do the right thing. Right. Yeah, this is my favorite question. Uh, how would you like to have a model that you never had to fire anybody again and you never had to keep anybody in your organization that you don't want? That's what this model provides. Wow. And look, buying the book, outstanding. Getting the online training, outstanding because it's interactive it's cool and they get to hang out with you for a few hours but i've got a feeling that someone's going to get on the ford taylor talks facebook page and comment on this discipline model and so we'll just have to keep our ears up and, and uh, be able to answer folks because this is so important and this is a game changer not all the tools 
Not that all the tools aren't game changers. And this could clear up a lot of issues for, for small to medium or large size organizations. Yeah, and PW, you know, the most fun thing that we do in our organization is that we get to go into organizations and not only help them get the discipline model, but to show them how all these different tools connect. And, and for us, the fun part about that is the feedback that we get. Uh, you know, the feedback that our profits are up 58%, our turnovers dropped in half. And so for us, that, that's where we get a lot of our enjoyment is the feedback from the work that we're doing. And so we didn't even talk about the fact that we could come inside the organization and actually help people roll this out as part of their culture. And so, uh, and again, people could have access, you know, they can, they can find that out too through those same, same websites. Ford, as we wrap this episode, um, what do you say to the leader, him or her, that to uh, steal the line from Shallow How? Love, influence, transformation sounds like a lot of new age Huey. Yeah. Well, like, what do you say to those people? We've ran into them. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't much loving going on in my place. Right. You know, we're here to work. <laughs> right. Well, what I say to them, if what you're doing is working, I wouldn't listen to me. I mean, it's real simple. I mean, it's okay. I mean, if what you're doing is working, I would not change it. That's what I say to them. And so if you think caring about your employees, and if love's too big of a word for you, use the word care. But if you think loving your people, okay, doesn't work, but what you're doing is working, why in the world would you listen to anything I'm saying? So I'm cool with that. Not a big deal to me, okay? But if you think it would work, because discipline, you ready? It's loving people. That's me taking the time to care about you to be sure that you have a success plan and that you know what's expected. And then you know what the reward is if you hit that expectation and you know what the consequence is if you don't. We should be doing the same thing with our children because that's what real love is. It's training. And when we love that way, guess what happens? Our influence goes up with those employees. Our influence goes up with our children, it goes up with our spouses, even the influence we have with ourselves, PW, we start feeling better about the way we're leading. And what happens? We now can influence up to our boss, we can influence across to our peers, and we can influence our employees. And when that happens, guess what happens to those people? And then that starts permeating the organization. And so from the love and the influence, we now start getting transformation and things change. And in a company, when those things change, profits go up, turnover goes down, people are happier at their work, trust is built, gossip starts going down, people start using affirmations, they know how to hold a meeting, they know how to resolve conflict, they understand their core beliefs, they understand the self-identity and how that gets in the way. And when they start understanding how all those things interact, guess what? We become a group of leaders that can love, influence, and transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.